three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. host hunter here who is way too high to be hosting this podcast but it's a journey we'll be on together (laughs) i believe in honesty but uh thank you so much for coming back for another review for our halloween uh real spooky series i've got two guests here who have been helping me review the twilight films which god bless them not all heroes wear capes i've got uh got canda's favorite son i've got bradley bradley how you doing sir Good, thank you. Hello. Say say hello to the internets. Um, <laughs> but and then I've got from the <laughs> and I've got from the afternoon tune one of my favorite people and one of the few people when they actually say their uh, point of view on film, I don't immediately jump all over them. Uh, I've got Nick. Nick, <laughs> I mean, well, you jump all you jump all over me in other ways, and I really have to report to the real pineapples HR about it sometimes. <laughs> Stop posting model pics. <laughs> but <laughs> Jesus, but we we're here to review this movie that came out uh, what earlier this year. I actually wish it was coming out at this time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this time of the year, but actually came out uh, earlier this year. We're reviewing uh, Werewolves Within, which I had no fucking idea was based on a video game, Uh, (laughs) which is really... Yes, nothing about the the marketing of this movie indicates that it is based on any kind of video game. If you really look at the trailer, it looks more like they're going for something like Clue or something like Knives Out. Yeah, like... It's a VR game, right? One yeah. that you play with people all around the world. Bleh. And it looks <laughs> fine. The video game looks fine. I'm not going to knock the video game. But it's hard to accept that, oh, this is the greatest movie ever based on a video game. Because like, I don't know. This I mean, the bar is really low. Yeah. So low. I mean, you're not wrong. It, it's one of those things. It's really weird because, like, watching this, I'm like, you know... This shouldn't be like. There's no reason for this to be based on a video game. I think at the end of the day, it's probably the biggest. I, I don't even want right. to say issue, but kind of issue I have. But hmm. it's so it's so clue meets almost Shaun of the Dead because a lot of the camera cuts feel very Edgar Wrightish as far as transitions. Like I couldn't stop thinking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, or hot fuzz. That's what I was thinking. Of, pardon me. Um, but yeah, the yeah, the yeah. In my mind, this is kind of like a, a director, Josh Rubin. He uh, did another film previous to this called uh, "Scare Me," which starred uh, Ia Cash, and that was very much a movie about just two people trapped in a cabin telling each other scary stories. But um, I think his bigger claim to fame is a uh, he was around during the early days of college humor. Yes, and he would do like those. Uh, this is you. And these are the X amount of people that you'll meet in college. Yeah, I actually had to look him up, and I remember going, "Oh yeah, I remember those sketches. Those were those were fun." And yeah, early college humor is like golden. I think. 
Yeah, and it was just it was interesting to see. I mean, go figure. He's you know doing a movie with uh you know with fucking uh, uh, Sam Richardson who. I love that dude. Just just to get that out of the way, I fucking love Sam Richardson. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is wonderful. In, uh, in, yeah, in pretty much everything that he has appeared in this year, especially his uh his uh, small bit role in uh, Ted Lasso. And, yeah, so good. Uh, and I don't I don't know about you guys, but I actually really liked his character in the Tomorrow War, even though he's criminally yeah, he, underutilized. He's he the one thing, pretty much in that movie, that I went, man, I'm not wanting to just like. Him and J.K. Simmons were actually the only things about that movie I really enjoyed. Um, should have just been about them. Yeah, it really should have. But uh, I'm a big fan of Veep. I think Veep is a very underrated show, even though it got all the Emmy uh, Emmy praise and everything. But it's still a very underrated show, in my opinion. But I was so happy to see him get a starring role. And hmm. in my opinion, knock it out of the park. Because while it definitely has Clue vibes, and you know, I would say mixture of Edgar Wright vibes I definitely mm. got uh some blazing saddles from this as far as just like oh man he's the black dude around all these white people and he has to solve this thing that he really shouldn't have to solve let alone being his first fucking day basically and he's like oh right. fuck this mm. is a this is a bummer of a situation and it actually it's funny though like that 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 setup alone is really funny as far as if there is a werewolf or not but mm-hmm. It is one of these movies that the more I watched it, the more I enjoyed it. Yeah, same. I really enjoyed how much of a dark comedy it was, and how yeah, the people... in, yeah, it, this movie. If if you had to like nail down its tone, it is absolutely dark comedy, especially like with the opening of the movie. It opens on like this sinister, really like evil looking quote in the most sinister font, and then you realize who it's by. It's by like uh, I think I have it right here in my notes. Uh, listening is where love begins. Listening to ourselves, then our neighbors, and then it just drum beats and Mister Rogers, which scared yeah. the shit out of me. I was like, oh my god! Like, what? <laughs> but it had me rolling. But to your point, it goes ahead and uh, starts off at this bit. Um, this person gets dragged away by something we see off screen. Mm-hmm. We jump ahead uh, 25.5 days later, specifically, mm-hmm. to uh, Beaverfield, which sounds like a place where I would resident. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but, but it, it's a small-ass hey, town. Hey, fuck. No warning. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, but it's a small-ass town with very, you know, eccentric characters. And I think my big issue is that you don't kn- get to know... You get to know the townspeople enough to... Mm-hmm. justify the film but i'll be real i was I, it was hard for me to keep some of their names straight oh sure uh me me too it was hard to keep a uh, character name straight but i think uh i think the actors they all do a, such a great job of making these people uh so eccentric and so much larger than life that even if you don't get the names of the characters you still okay yeah this is this is this person this that person yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree. It, it just, it was just something I was like, ah, I wish I had, you know, I, I wish I was able to keep him straight a little more. But long story <laughs> short, uh, he goes ahead and shows up at this town. He's on a break from his girlfriend. I think her name was Charlotte, I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter. But 
Uh, Finn goes ahead, comes in this town, goes ahead and befriends, uh, goes ahead and befriends uh, Cecily Moore, who's played by, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but uh, Melania uh, Van, uh, Van oh, Trump. Uh, 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 Milana Vaintrub, Milana I think is how you pronounce her name. Th- thank and, you. Uh, and you all know her as uh, the AT&T girl. Y- yeah. And, or uh, uh, or uh, what we would have gotten, uh, Squirrel Girl, if not for that dickhead Ike Perlmutter. She does yeah. the voice of Squirrel Girl in the Marvel series, like ones of thousands of Marvel series. <laughs> we could have yeah. gotten it on. on we, could, we almost got it in live action. Yeah, I would have been very happy with that. And I think she's fantastic, has the comedic timing, that kind of quirky dork. Because Doreen is very uh, confident. And from afar, you'd be like, oh, look at that dorky girl over there with the big squirrel tail. That's weird. <laughs> and then meeting her, she becomes bigger than she she is outwardly. Because she's such a fantastic character. I'm so annoyed that they don't know how to adapt that. With this I, casting. I I agree with you a thousand percent. If they can get a talking raccoon to get over, they can get Squirrel Girl over. Right? And like exactly. It, it shouldn't be that hard. And also, made, when I yeah, they made us give a shit about a, a talking raccoon in a tree. Yeah, I mean, and and I will say, whenever I think of nuts, she does immediately come to mind. But that's neither. <laughs> that's neither hey, 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 bonk! No horny. But. but her comedic timing in this, her and Finn's friendship, I mean, spoilers, because we, we have to get in spoilers. The moment I saw them together, I just went, fuck, I kind of know where we're going, but the journey mm. would be fun. And the journey is incredibly fun, but it just sucks because as soon as you see her and I realized, man, I'm falling in love with her, kind of like Bruce Wayne, whenever he falls quote in love he's like oh man they might be working for quarter owls or whatever it's like (laughs) she's probably the werewolf because i like her so much and yeah go figure she is yeah and and the and the thing that works so well about it is that uh both as that uh when it is uh revealed that she is in fact a werewolf her performance still works both ways it does. And, uh, and I think it's kind of uh, this is probably like a really rewarding movie to rewatch because then you can see all the little ticks and the hints that they're dropping throughout because I don't think the reveal comes out of nowhere. I agree. I agree with you a thousand percent. Well, the reveal still works even you, when you know what it is. This is a very mm-hmm. rewatchable movie because her revealing herself in the way that she does and then explaining her plan is uh, very cruel, mean-spirited, mm. and yep. Finn Wheeler, the character played by Sam Richardson, is a positive guy, mm-hmm. but it, it's an attack at humanity that's very much, ooh, she got us. Like, her plan is, oh, no, I plant paranoia and rumors in a town, and then you all just kill each other, and then I feast. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, and then I got us yeah, sound like the, the bad guys. Yeah, and then I got food till, like, next winter. Exactly. Right? And that's such a nefarious, but well, yeah, and and uh, easy thematic- plan to pull off. Yeah, and thematically, I think this is very much the inverse of uh, of Ruben's last film, Scare Me, because um, in that film, that in that film, a, a lot of the bigger themes was of uh, like gender politics and like toxic masculinity, and here you get a very positive masculine lead in uh, Sam Richardson. Yeah. Absolutely. 
so, the fact so, that he wants to help instead of like mm-hmm. get me out of this town of hicks or you know the usual attitude mm-hmm. when uh, someone new comes to a small town his like need to help people and investigate situations that are rather frightening when they go up to the uh, angry old man i'll just say <laughs> Glenn yeah, Fletcher playing uh, emerson and his house is just decorated with killed animals and he's yes very yes in, and angry in any other in any other movie he would have been the werewolf yeah <laughs> you're 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 not wrong like, like it and that's where part of the charm for me does come in because you we get these very weird uh, quir- uh quirky interactions they they have this uh this gay couple that I would, I would, I would oh, smoke a joint yes, with them. Who are, like, they yeah, are who are played wonderful. Yeah, who are played wonderfully by a uh, uh, Kyan Jackson, who uh, you've all seen on American Horror Story or any other uh, Ryan Murphy show, and a uh, Harvey Guillen, who you all know as a uh, Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, that's where I, that's where cool. I got him. Yeah, he's they're <laughs> wonderful. Like I wish I had more time with them because uh, they they just have, of course, the the sass, but. God damn, they're like cute together, but they're also in this situation where you go, either one of you could be the werewolf too, potentially. Like it, it's it's fascinating mm-hmm. to watch their arc. And I, I really wish we had a little more of them. But to Bradley's point, yeah, Finn just wants to help. And when he initially meets uh uh Sicily, it's so sweet because they have this really fun, like banter back and forth where it's like it's mm-hmm. fun at first and it's and it's a little it's a little flirty and i will be the first to admit i felt attacked because until my early 20s i had no idea when someone was hitting on me and i'm sitting there going mm. dude like she is she's <laughs> late like she's giving you a lane she's letting you try to move over and he's like all right well good night it's like you dumb mother <laughs> like, she's 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 like uh the second that uh, like Ace of Base comes on, which is probably my favorite use of this song in a movie ever. So good. It's yeah. like a, it's like an it's like an she's putting an air traffic controller. She's like, "Hey, come, yep, this way, this way." Yeah, it's 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 kind of nuts how it's kind of nuts. But that how but that interaction it, that interaction reads so different once you know the twist, though. True. Yeah. It, true. And, and, and when you do get there, to your point, it does feel earned. I love the fact that uh, Mr. Parker is such a piece of shit, and it's just one of those like classic, you know, mustache trolling. I want to go and get the land and build a pipeline. See, and like, and yet, as you know, cliche as it is, when he starts getting to you know, uh, <laughs> old old scary dad, I'm gonna start shooting people. It's like. it's like yes this feels accurate like like (laughs) someone with this much power would do this like i feel like millionaires do that all the time like you know they talk about in game night how they have you know like like fight club like i remember when people were like oh man there's no way millionaires would do that it's like really like i feel like it's a very easy jump to make dude we, we yeah, ju- that's a great dude joke. squid game just is still like number one on netflix <laughs> of course fucking rich people are doing that shit right like like could you could you imagine if leo's whole thing from Django was based on real life and we just don't know oh, it okay. yet like he like he, like he has i mean come on like, they didn't I mean, come on, they didn't teach us shit about slavery in school. They probably were just, like, hiding all that, like, fighting and shit. 
right? Like Leo has, like you know, like I don't know, uh, like Eddie Winslow. Well, even Succession and, like, episode one. Uh, spoilers for season one, episode one. About forty minutes in, the dad's like, "I'm bored," and he bets on poor people doing simple tasks just because he's bored. And that's Jesus. a heartbreaking scene, by the what way. The fuck? That's like, hey, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna hit a pitch, hey, little kid, if you can hit a pitch from. I think his son. I'll give you. I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars or something. And the parents are just watching, like, "Oh my god!" Parents <laughs> <laughs> are just watching. So just who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah. But I think the thing for me with this movie that it's my favorite thing. It might be one of my mm-hmm. favorite scripts all year because the amount mm. of jokes that are in this, it feels again. And I keep making this comparison intentionally it feels very Edgar Wright-ish because it's just like mm. rapid fire, just boom, 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 boom. Uh, Cicely makes this comment to Finn <laughs> where Finn talks about, I think, having his heart broken or something like that. She goes, you know, like, do you want uh, do you want to show me on the soap bottle angel like where you got touched? I was like, wait, what? And I, like, <laughs> and I ended up having to rewind it because I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh, that was, that was a quick little, that was a quick little, like, like a little thing there i i I appreciate that and it's it's Mm. it's kind of amazing how many comments there are like that especially once they get to the hotel and we have all of our players very similar to clue kind of all in that one that one space uh they have the one doctor in here uh doctor i can't think of dr ellis that's it and Mm. there's this point where they're talking about the potential of there being a werewolf and she pops up behind someone really slow, like she's like a creaking door. And that it's such a great sight gag. I was like, whoa, shit. And even everyone in the everyone in the frame is like, what the fuck, doctor? And it's like there's so many moments like that where you go, Oh, I didn't expect that in any way, shape, or form. And you actually give me a lot more than I thought you would plus this budget like this budget couldn't have been high like it feels like a, it's it feels like a small movie and i'm not mean that as yeah. a knock but like they definitely maximize their sources like like given their mm. budget oh sure the production design and lighting is very spooky scary not like a lot of uh, more indie horror where it's like let's do our best i got a camera Believe me, and my <laughs> wife decided The Gallows is the worst low-budget horror movie film-looking that we've seen in a long time. I mean, you don't even have to—you don't even have to qualify that with like low budget. <laughs> right. I mean, you're not wrong. That's fair. It's like it's like man, it's like God CW. Where are you at on your show? <laughs> how everything fucking, every... fucking just Greg Berlanti's looking in the corner, just pathetic. Yeah, yeah well, right. <laughs> Well, everything's a red herring too, but the red herrings work because everyone in this is, I'm going to say shitty person, but then qualify that with a human being. Mm. Like there, there's two people in this, Devin and Joaquim, uh, their last name is Wolfson. So like, uh, maybe. And then Gwen, who's the town gossip has dirt on everybody and everything she says about everybody in the town is like, that kind of sounds like something a werewolf would do now that I think about it. Yeah, George, and then, and then you have uh, her boyfriend Marcus, who is just like, I think either like drunk or high during this yeah. entire movie, and is just like there for the drama. Yeah, right. Like, oh, maybe he's hiding something because he seems to be out of the situation mentally. And, and <laughs> then you then you have other other character uh, Pete and uh, his wife uh, Trisha, 
who are just like the stereotype like Fox News loving uh, conservative, yeah. yes, and of course Pete that. can and of course Pete can keep his hands to himself. So might he be the werewolf? Yeah, right. I, thought his, like, thought, I thought his last name was Hannity for a second. I was like, God, that's yeah. <laughs> the sexual predator is the real predator, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, like to your point though, Bradley, the red herrings do work. Um, I, real quick before I throw it back to you guys when we get to our final grades, my favorite maybe my favorite line of dialogue in the whole thing is where um where a finn and a cecily they're you know investigating and and he goes are you scared she goes no i'm punk and he goes like you were in a punk band she was like yeah in high school i was we were called the megalodons because our lead singer was named meg and i'm like this is so (laughs) fucking cute i love this so much and just Again, it made me just keep loving her more and more. I'm like, God damn, this is really working for me. And again, when you get to the end of the film, and it really is about Finn having the confidence to be himself, as cliche as that is, but also mm-hmm. to be, you know, like strong, yeah, yeah. independent yeah, be- partner too. Yeah, because a big uh, th- through line of this is uh, is Sam Richardson listening to like these self help tapes of like, hey, uh, if you want to be a man, you got to do this, you got to do that. Exactly. And the big uh, the big turnaround for his character is just say, you know what, fuck all that, and it's just being him in yeah. in like the most positive way possible. Yeah, but it but uh, to what Bradley was talking about earlier when when she reveals herself to be the werewolf, it is, it's brutal when she just kind of runs him down. I was like, well, fuck that. I was like, they, I was like, you were, I'm sitting there looking at like, you were friends. What the fuck? (laughs) That's so mean. And then, and then him, the the way the movie ends too, I thought was fucking badass. I was like, well, shit. I, okay. I, I actually appreciate the violence in here. This is a violent movie too. In the last twenty yeah. minutes, shit just pops. Yeah, off the la- yeah, the last twenty minutes, it goes off. Uh, you really see the budget. very, very, very much like. Yeah, that's basically where the entire budget went. <laughs> yeah, and it's well worth it for 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 the mm-hmm. last bit, and the journey feels earned as well. So, getting to my final thoughts here, I don't know if this will crack my top ten. Mm-hmm. it'll definitely be an honorable mention though this is one of those this is kind of like when kind of like when hotel transylvania came out and you kind of think about how often do we get you know like new halloween movies that have to be something that you watch you know each year and i you know in hotel transylvania the first one only i would definitely say falls in that in that uh, in that realm and for me this is definitely going to be a uh, Halloween rewatch each year. I, I had so much fun with this, and I've watched it a few times because I was lucky enough to get a to get a screener for it when it mm. came out, and I just found myself laughing. And I actually went and bought it like as soon as I could. Um, I'm so happy this movie exists, and I'm looking forward to it being one of those movies that you know people go, "Oh, have you seen this one? No, I haven't. Oh, you should spend the uh, you know five bucks or whatever to rent it." But this is a solid, hmm, this is a solid A for me. A for, mm. yeah, yeah, this is a solid A. Uh, so, Bradley, your final thoughts and grades, sir? Yes, I also very much enjoyed this. 
Melania Vandertrub, I'm so sad again that she's not getting the chance to be the live action squirrel girl. Same. I think she's magnetic, very fun. Sam Richardson as well. I'm excited to follow and see where his career goes as Finn Wheeler. I love these films that deconstruct and reconstruct the myths that we have. If Mm. werewolves were real, how would they survive? Not likely very well. But this proposes that deceit, lies, misdirection, like how all evil survives in the world. Now, there's tons of stories that all of us could look up tonight about, oh, some town up north, you know, it's cold. The power went out. People went crazy. And then someone died. It happens. And the it happens rumors work so well in this story. At the end, after the credits roll, if they had a scene where uh, news vans pulled up and said, what happened? And like, if Finn is like a werewolf tricked tricked us and people died they'd be like uh-huh okay hick town experiences hypothermia loss of power and these in this frozen weather so people started killing each other we hear you <laughs> and that's just such a cool evil undercover method for me and i the little knickknacks all around as well like there's this crocheted wolf yeah with a needle yeah. through it that's being used <laughs> yeah, that. to promote this film i love that i i hope i'm able to either buy that or convince one of my crafty friends or my crafty spouse to like knit that up for me because it's <laughs> wonderful this so far is on my top 10 we still got a couple of months to go Ooh, though, so yeah. we'll see. okay but, I, yeah. I had so much fun watching this with, with other people and again with my spouse. Just loved it. Uh, in closing, when Finn was like complaining about his ex and like you guys pointed it out when Cecily, the character played by Milana, puts on Ace of Base and takes off her UPS jacket, my wife right away was like, Woo, well, he's not going to be complaining about his ex for long. Damn. <laughs> and what a wonderful, fun, scary, violent just my favorite kind of horror comedy so yeah i'm giving it an a as well nice um before i get to nick and your final thoughts uh the the writer mishna wolf who really uh this is her first movie that she's written and that's crazy and and bravo because goddamn like you know knocked it out of the park but Mm -hmm. the whole time as i'm watching it and i'd love to ask her this it felt like she like it felt like the monsters to do on Maple Street had a really profound effect on her because that's what this really is. But it just happens to be a werewolf instead mm-hmm. of just paranoia. And mm-hmm. I love the way that this feels Twilight Zone-ish. And when you, to your point again, Bradley, when she lays out the explanation, you go, fuck, they did kind of do this themselves, didn't they? Like the werewolf is <laughs> kind of happened to be there. But when she lays out how she kind of scoped out the town, it's like, yeah humanity would do this shit actually humanity does do this shit like we're kind of doing it now actually with the vaccines and everything like oh fuck like oh that's so unfortunately correct and yeah it hits it hits a little harder because of that but uh yeah also that you're giving it a nick your final thoughts and grades sir yeah this movie i i fucking adore this movie uh just besides uh all the comedic performances that work so well, the dialogue that is so like whip smart and fast. I had to rewind it like several times to get 
like some of the best lines for my notes, <laughs> especially like when uh, in that initial scene where uh, 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 Sam Sam Richardson and Milana Weintraub are like hanging out and he's like describing their relationship and it finally dawns on him, oh, we're broken up, aren't we? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, the performances I think are all fantastic, uh, especially just how much of, how much uh, legwork uh, Misha, Mishna Wolf does with the misdirection because it works so well. And even... Even when I rewatched it the second time, knowing the twist, all the all the like little red herrings still got to me. I was like, "Wait, could yeah. that still work? Could that still work?" Um, uh, and to go back to your point, uh, the feeling about when uh, when uh, Vine- Cecily's character uh, lays it all out about why she how she was doing this about the misdirection it reads so well and hits so hard especially given the last year we've had with the pandemic and how just vitriolic all the dialogue about like masks and fucking vaccines are this movie is fucking wonderful and um outside of a few blind spots that i still have with uh, my lists this will most likely end up in my top 10 this year i i give it an a as well um, right, right, right a on. or yeah an a or nine out of ten potential phone calls josh rubin's gonna get from kevin feige yeah, oh you know you know that you know that dc or marvel calls coming too man like, <laughs> like though <laughs> yeah like that's a that's the funny and we've talked about this off mic but bradley has been a big component of it's amazing how these indie you know actors and actresses come up and you know they do something like you know like Lady Bird, because because Ronan, her time's around the corner. She will be cast as someone in the next five years. Like it, it's all but a fucking guarantee. It's just a matter of which if she goes with DC, if she goes with Marvel. <laughs> but um, but it's crazy how these young actors and actresses come up, and then it's like, oh, they did the indie movie. All right, well, let's get them in the franchise. Like, can't he, like you yeah. can't ride that indie cred forever. <laughs> Yeah, John John Watts. He did a uh, cop car, and now he's like the guy who's running Phase Four of Marvel. Yeah, and God, Cop Car is a fucking great movie too. <laughs> Man, I love like I love that movie. Actually, I might I, I don't own that. I should own Cop Car. Fuck, I find that right <laughs> now. But but uh, everyone, Werewolves Within. Seriously, watch it, support it, because I don't know if you could do a sequel to it, but. I you could probably carry on the, fin, the adventures of Finn, like I I'd, I'd watch that. I'd watch another movie with Finn. It's just oh, like yeah. not. It's just like what Brian Johnson's doing with Knives Out. You just get like this Finn doing another fucking supernatural mystery. Yeah, yeah like, I love it, it. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, like it's 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 Knives Out but dipped in chocolate. Like you know. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow that donut hole line hits so different now <laughs> it's a donut hole in a donut hole uh also it also last thing i'll say real quick it makes uh, uh port uh, or beaver uh where the beaverville beaver town where it makes that place look fucking cold as shit like just watching the movie i was getting cold it was like oh that sucks <laughs> like like that looks miserable. I would not want to be there right now. Um, so yeah, credit there. But uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you both. Werewolf is in. Everyone, have you watched it? What'd you think of it? 
go ahead and let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can hear me talking shit about Grace Randolph right now. Uh, you can <laughs> go ahead. And you can, As you should. Because she's terrible. Um, <laughs> dogs can talk to aliens. See, I made something up. Sorry, I have a source that said, see, I'm Grace Randolph. Anyway. <laughs> Watch, someone's gonna be like, fuck you, Hunter. Grace Randolph's wonderful, but uh, <laughs> but you can find and to that. I say, it he's gonna restore the Snyderverse, Hunter. I just to that, dude, dude, Grace Randolph is not gonna fuck you, right? Whoa, whoa, I mean, probably not, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> That's just crazy that you would listen to someone with that hope. Oh my gosh, do I have listeners like that? I'm kind of flattered now. <laughs> but you can like us on Facebook, good God. You can like both our pages on Facebook at Real Pineapple Games and The Real Pineapple. I'm going to be hopping on Twitch uh, we, uh, next week for, uh, for Halloween. I'm going to stream Resident Evil 4. God help me. I am terrified to play that game because it's wonderful, but shit pops I think up. it's the best one. <laughs> Okay. I agree, especially after because God, they fought that up with Resident Evil Five, and that that does not make me happy. Like, oh, you want to shoot a bunch of black people? Hell yeah, cool. <laughs> they happen to be zombies too. <laughs> oh, the wait, they were zombies. That was awful as well. Oh, they were like, well, it's okay because they're zombies. Wait, and they were zombies. Yeah. Right, exactly. A zombie. I, yeah, I didn't know they had zombies in Minnesota, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll hear about that. You can find me on Twitch yes. at twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple and you can listen to, to us. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we will have reviews up here for Dune uh, this weekend. I have never seen Dune. I'm really curious to see it and to see if it's good or not. Um, we'll see. <laughs> but I'm going to be watching uh, reviewing that this weekend as well as Halloween Kills. Finally get that out for y'all. As well as a review for Scream and Jennifer's Body, along with a few other things as we get closer to Halloween. But everyone, please stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Wear your mask. Get your COVID shot. Uh, afternoon tune, by the way. Nick, tell everyone where they can find you. All right, you can follow, uh, follow uh, the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash the afternoon tune on Twitter and Instagram uh, at the afternoon tune. You can watch our stream live. Uh, every Friday and Saturday around 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, twitch.tv slash afternoon tune. And uh, Bradley, where can the people find you? I contribute to oneofus.net, mostly on the Screener Squad reviews. And I'm also on Twitter at Bradley of Martin. There's no E in Bradley. And that's also my letterboxed handle, which I'm on Letterboxd now. Yeah, I gotta Ooh. get I gotta get back on Letterboxd. Oh yeah, you can find me on Letterboxd technically. I need to actually start using my Letterboxd again. Uh you can find me at Black Shazam because that's just something I've been I've been using that since Shazam came out. I just don't want to change it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of, I need to get on Letterboxd. You can find me on there uh night in day nick. That's uh N-I-G-H-T, the letter N D A Y Nick. Boom. See? All right, cool. You're welcome, Letterboxd for the <laughs> For the free you're, you're welcome you're welcome letterbox peace
pay us. Right, I know. Come on. <laughs> you know you want to. But that, that'd guys, be nice. Is that a possibility? I, I <laughs> hope so. That'd be great next year. 2022. Let's go. But <laughs> but gentlemen, thank you again for your help. Again, everyone stay safe out there and we'll talk to you soon. Ah. Uh, right. I'll get this exported to you ASAP. And then okay, I'm gonna put you... some kids to bed. Go ahead and I appreciate- say 